This is the sound of regular water droplets. This is the sound of vitamin water droplets. Regular water, vitamin water. Regular water, vitamin water. Hey, come on now. Vitamin water. It has vitamins, but also parties. Copyright 2020, Glasso. Life is Dope Podcast. I'm your man, Graffiti. And I'm David, and we was just talking about posting nudes on Facebook by accident. Yeah, man. Not that we did that, but that's definitely a fear of both bars. Yes. I mean, I don't got no nudes in my phone. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely a fear of Davies. Let me clear that up. No, nah, I don't I don't have any nudes as well. <laughs> but if you'd like to send some nudes, send them to Life is Dope Podcast. Uh, anyways, what else is going on in the world, bro? How you feeling today? Yo, I'm feeling great. <laughs> I just discovered caffeine. And it's hella lit, bruh. Niggas that he just discovered it. Got rid of Hennessy and discovered his other shit. Right? Like, Hennessy. <laughs> what have you been drinking the Hennessy with is the question. <laughs> drinking it with. <laughs> Silly mortal. Right? <laughs> Hennessy with Hennessy. It's the only way to do it. I, I chase it with women. Hey, man, it's 2018. I know it's some futuristic thing out here, you know what I mean? The only thing we don't have are real hoverboards. Yeah, we never got the hoverboards or jetpacks. They got wheels on them. They completely like trolled us with the hoverboards. Ain't that crazy? I was thinking that the other day. Like, man, when I heard like 2018, when I was little, I thought like the world would be populated by gorillas and we'll be like flying <laughs> and shit. Dude, I started watching Black Mirror. Ah, oh, man, it's dope. That shit's been tripping me out. Listen, don't binge Black Mirror. Yeah. First of all, just watch that. It'll be like, sad when it's over. In like small dosages. I ain't gonna lie, I had to stop watching it. I started watching it a while ago, and then I stopped because it was fucking my brain, and I already think way too deeply. And I'm like, yo, maybe everything is false. Mm. So it had me thinking way. I was you like, man, let me watch comedy. Smoke weed. <laughs> well. Imagine your thoughts, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> I get high and I just get lost in thought for like two hours and just go back and look at my phone like, damn, it's 12. Oh, shit. Yeah, man. <laughs> so I haven't started season four, but I've gone through the first three seasons in like yeah. in like a week. Yeah. Out. Been, I don't know what Black Mirror is, what is it? Yeah, producer Julius doesn't know what Black Mirror is, so let's go. Allegedly, I don't know. Oh, yeah, Allegedly. Yeah, yeah. Well, if you so don't if know what... If you didn't, so each episode is its own storyline. Mm. It's it's like a bleak, futuristic... Uh, it, I wouldn't say horror or so much. It's a little bit of horror it's like element. Mystery, suspense. Sci-fi-ish. Right. Definitely sci-fi. Mm. Yeah. But, Alternative universe... Type thing. But all very possible futures where where there's like technological advancements, but they all have some sort of weird drawback to them. Right. But everything could really be real life. Yeah. It's so subvert too because like it makes you think about the things that we have and it's like what are the negatives of those? Yeah. You know See man, that's the stuff I don't need in my life. Like that makes you think way too deeply. What do you think's been like the craziest episode that you've guys seen so far? Spoiler alert. <laughs> Without spoiling it, well listen, if you haven't seen the first uh listen, it's all on Netflix. So if you so if you haven't seen it all by now. Yeah, the first three is crazy. I think the like the very first three are probably the most intense. Mm-hmm. But they, they still keep that like 
era of suspense on the last few, you know, of the first season. I only watched the first season, so I ain't, I ain't seen nothing past that. Okay. Yeah. Well, there's an episode in season three, uh, without spoiling it, where the entire society is based on like social media and likes and everyone has their own like five point ranking system and based on your like personal interactions with people you can like rank them you can give them like between one and five stars oh no so then people have like a you know like a 4.8 ranking or a 3.0 ranking like an overdriver for life basically (laughs) and based on those rankings it kind of decides where you're at in life like there's some like some jobs you can only work at certain places if you have this certain like ranking wait a minute that's like rappers number one like desire in the world if they could get ranked off their Facebook likes they'd be winning this might be real and and the the chick that was in the that might really be life right now if you think about it for real and the chick that was in the story (laughs) like she was trying to rent you know she was trying to like rent a car and she had to have have like a certain ranking to get a car or get like benefits to fly like your credit but it's notoriety and popularity isn't there a country that's starting to do that or implement that America it's not America it's like (laughs) I want to say it's It's Donald Trump land (laughs) right I don't want to say it's like Thailand or something or Cambodia but one of those that's actually really crazy because if if your Facebook was your street cred that's what it would be like Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying like street cred but thank god we know that ain't real because (laughs) some people wish it's kind of becoming that way though like especially like I know we'll get into rappers and all that shit later but like these new cats, man. Like the shit they do on Instagram that builds their notoriety. Yeah, because if they get a viral video, that's yeah. a regional hit, so to speak. And it's yeah. kind of art imitating life now instead of the other way around. That's weird, man. But Black Mirror on Netflix. Speaking of Netflix and weird shit, um, y'all watch Bright? I did. I have not watched it yet. Boo! Boo. Uh, Producer Julius hates it. How you feel about it? It's a good opinion because we got a boo, then we got to haven't I've seen, seen it. it. I watched the trailer like twice, and I just haven't had time to click it because yeah, yeah, it's not great, mm. but it's not bad, right? Like it's alright. I ain't gonna lie, when I first seen the trailer and like just the ads <coughs> and stuff, I was like, this is about to be mad corny because I thought, you know, I seen like the alien dude or the orc, and I'm like, okay, Will Smith's a cop again. I don't know, everything watch this, but I checked it out and like I, I actually really liked it. Then I watched it again and caught some other stuff I didn't catch the first time, and then just the overall concept of what's going on. That, that was I'll tell dope you to what me. bothers me without watching it. Mm. What bothers it doesn't have anything to do with the production. It has to do with that. Why do, why do we have to always create art to make white people see what's going on? See, mm. and that like, that's, that's a good fun. point, man. But at the same time, I think that's why I had to go against a lot of the critics. Because until you, like, really watch it and really understand what's going on and kind of piece it together, like, okay, this symbolizes this. Sure. Um, it's easy to just jump to that conclusion. I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, no doubt. But, like no, it. you got a good point, though, because it's like, all right, after the second time watching that, I'm like, okay, so orcs are clearly black people. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, the elves are definitely the Jews. I don't know what the fairies were. Like, fairies low-key might have been, like, Muslims. Fairies, maybe... <laughs> Uh, the LGBT might have been, but like if you watch it and you see how they do the fairies, like goddamn. So, but uh, it, it makes sense, man. And I think it's one of those movies where you gotta realize it's a movie at the same time, right? Can't take it too serious. Yeah, like these is like 
elves and fairies and shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like That's why I don't like it, though. It was a horrible movie. <laughs> but it's not a movie since it was terrible. Uh, I get that. Dude was burning in the fire and shit and came out and saved him. But this is Will Smith, too, that we're talking shit. about, man. Like, everybody keeps acting like yeah. Will Smith is Denzel. Like, Will Smith is dope. But really look at Will Smith's movies. Like, yeah, he's a lot the same character a lot of times. And he got Wild Wild West. Yeah. Like, these niggas was... Cowboys in the desert on like robot spiders and stuff. He got Men in Black with mad aliens. He got uh, Independence Day with mad aliens. He got iRobot. Like he got these type of movies. uh, Yeah, After Earth. And that movie was trash. Yeah, I didn't even watch all of it. I was like, I'm done. Yeah, that movie. So you gotta like think of Will Smith's catalog. This is definitely a Will Smith movie. I definitely (laughs) like that Will Smith takes on roles. That may not be popular. Right. Like, I don't think anybody thought like, A Pursuit of Happiness was going to be, like, as right, good as right, it right. was. It was great. Do you know what I mean? And it ended up great. But it I kind of like Concussion, too. Yeah, you have to take a chance, though. Like, if yeah. Will Smith as an actor, if I'm Will Smith, it's like, I got to try something else. I can't be the dude in Men in Black yeah. in every movie. Right, 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 right. I think what they did with Netflix was groundbreaking, though. Mm. Netflix is changing TV, period. Netflix is changing the Game, yo. Do we want to talk about the conspiracy theories behind why everyone is uh, giving it such bad reviews? Yes. Tell me, about, I ain't heard no conspiracy theories. So the theory is that <laughs> Hollywood is somehow behind all of the bad reviews of Bright because they know that if Bright is successful, it's going to change the entire way that movies are being made I don't and think distributed. No, nah, I think it's a fact for sure. Things because you have to think Congress has. A committee that that approves every movie, right. right? And that's why they have the independent film festival. You have the Keynes Film Festival because those people are like, "Fuck Hollywood, we're putting our movie out. Mm-hmm. Fuck the movie theaters, we're putting the movie out." Right? Right. So you have to think that that's real because Hollywood, you know, is going to lose a lot of movies, a lot of money, a lot of budgets if if they can do the same thing on Netflix and throw it straight to the streaming service. Right. And not even that, but there's a ton, there's a whole economy behind Hollywood, not just with making the movies but distributing it. I mean, yeah. you have yeah. movie theaters, you have buyers, Best Buy, Target, mm-hmm. all yep. those people. Because you figure DVDs and all that are pretty much already out of there. But the actual movie going experience, mm-hmm. yeah, that's yeah. a lot of money. Dude. That so money's getting hurt. Good and plenty, like all these candy companies. That yeah, spend a ton of money. Like, <laughs> this is plenty. real. Mm. real though, right? <laughs> that's real. Like, that's... If you if you don't gotta go to the movies, you don't gotta buy five dollar whoppers. Yeah, you know what I mean, like and that's gonna kill a lot of. I, I do believe that's not a conspiracy. I believe that's true. And if you're from the hood, you don't buy them anyway. You know I mean? <laughs> right, bag, right. A girl with a purse full of shit. Anyway. I, I'll be straight that's up, man. Once I seen Bright, I was like, yo, if this is how Netflix is doing it, like it's gonna be really tough to get me in a movie theater. The bootleg industry. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, right there. It's gonna put them out of work. Yeah, but not, this is the same thing that happened with with music, bro. Like yeah. it's, it slowly it just moves to the streaming, and Netflix they're they're making power moves. I have a prediction, mm. but I'm gonna lead up to that prediction with oh, some so some facts like first. That. Okay, let's hear. It. It's a fact that Disney is looking to start their own streaming platform. Yep, Disney True. movies. It's a fact that Apple is looking to purchase. A streaming service as well. Correct. They've been working on it forever because they, they were trying to get what, TV, yeah, so, and yeah. they were trying to get that situation with uh, Time Warner so they could do like live TV and all that. But live TV is kind of <laughs> out of the door. So now Apple is looking into Netflix, which is a conflict with Disney. But because, that's why they got rid of that neutrality. You just touched on it. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Reason that they got rid of net neutrality mm-hmm. for all those reasons. Verizon right. wants to buy. X. Mm-hmm. Disney wants to buy X. 
and they can't do it with the net neutrality law. Right. I like that you knew where I was getting at. It's crazy. And so with all these moves happening, and if you look at it, it's kind of like the progressive type companies. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the Apples and the Disney, the people well, that are for the people. Size, you have to get you yeah. have to eat another spirit. Right. To, to, to get bigger. And Netflix is the same. They were like super against net neutrality. They were, you know, vocal about it. And so now that there's talks with Apple, Disney, and Netflix, I see a big merger about to happen. And I think by the end of this year, that deal will go through where it's a partner. Because Apple and Disney are already like low-key partnered with the Pixar type situation. So for Disney and Apple to compete in that field wouldn't make sense. So well, for them to buy Netflix and then drop a major release like next year, it'll probably be a Marvel movie. Okay, being that Netflix well, has that Marvel, Marvel deal. Look at the Marvel on Netflix. Mm, that's that's what I'm saying. Yeah. And now they got like all the Disney Pixar movies, so they'll drop like they're either going to drop like a Deadpool two, or well, I mean that's already coming Netflix out. Netflix right? only is what you're saying. Right. Right. So because look at the pieces being put together, you got 21st Century Fox getting bought by Disney. By Disney. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be a big ass release, like way bigger than Bright, yeah, well, and it's gonna be on Netflix only. And the game's getting changed. I'm gonna tell you a bigger prediction that by, remember that by 2020, Verizon is gonna provide broadband service to all of the country via the government legislation. The government is going to hire Verizon to use their 3G network that's sitting around, no one's using because no one's using flip phones. Right. But a 3G network that runs at 25 megabytes per second is sitting there and no one's using it. Right. So what's going to happen is the government is going to give Verizon a, a bill that says you can provide broadband to all those underprivileged who cannot pay for it. Mm. Right? Everybody's going to that can't afford internet now is going to go to the welfare office, they're going to give you a voucher, you're going to go to a Verizon or likewise store and they're going to give you a 4G router for 20 bucks a month or right. free. Oh wow. And it's going to happen and that's mm. why net neutrality if you look at, at Verizon they were in favor of net of ending net neutrality because mm-hmm. they know they got a 3G network sitting around and they're going to promote that there's the internet 2 so internet 2 is coming i've been saying this for like 8 years yeah you been saying it for a minute yeah internet 2 is going to come and they're going to praise it as the internet that has no ads has fast speeds no side um you know websites that are not approved mm-hmm. and basically what they're going to do is elbow out all the independents right you know what i mean now right. everyone's not going to stop using the internet one people will still be using it mm-hmm. but at some point internet 2 is going to be forcefully pushed on. Not the first year, but maybe the second year. Like, okay, we're you're phasing out Internet 1. Right. You must get on Internet 2 by this date. Right, right, right. It's going to happen. And maybe not even like a you must, but just kind of like how technology works where it's like, it doesn't all right, work you're, you're outdating yourself by not upgrading to this. The market yeah. decides itself. Right. Yeah. You know, with, a little, with a little tweaking. Yeah. Like, oh, you know, this is real, this man. Out. The world is crazy right now. Not to mention Ajit Pai, the uh, chairman of the FCC, comes from like Verizon's camp. Mm-hmm. So, it's weird, man. It's like a big ass Illuminati. Yeah, did you see the commercial he did? Like, talk about offensive. Mm. Like, it was like millennial bashing. Did you guys see it? Nah, it was, which one? What was it like the Christmas video? You no, know, he or? did like a, a commercial where saying you could still take pictures of your food on the internet. Oh yeah, and he I saw was that. Just like you know saying uh, these are the things you still could do on the internet. That's so what you don't want to do is go against millennials right now. But it, it's, I mean, I see both sides of it because what streaming uses up what eighty percent of the bandwidth of the internet. Right. Most people are streaming videos. It's a fact right yeah. now. That's a. That's why we win it. That's why life is dope is being recorded right now. Yeah, right, so right, everything, right. So, so everything that goes into our internet plan, we're, even though whatever wherever we're paying like fifty bucks a month or a hundred or a hundred and fifty, that whole that one price covers 
allows us to be able to do everything. Mm-hmm. But from a business perspective, most of the bandwidth is being eaten up by streaming, and they can't really charge those companies more. Right. Yeah. But once they get rid of net neutrality, they'll be able to charge more, and then they'll be able to kind of break things up into plans and have, like, a social media plan. I don't think they're going to do that, though, to be honest. Like, I don't think they're going to mess with the plans too much because, um, you know, the the servicers of of the phones, Mm -hmm. they don't make any money off the phones. They Mm -hmm. make a little bit of money off the plans. Mm -hmm. They make most of their money from advertisement revenue, and that's why Verizon bought Yahoo. Right. Because they can buy all they can buy all the advertisement space that they already have. Oh wow! So I don't think they're mess with the plans. I think the main thing is they're going to do is shift people from this uncontrolled internet to a place like, for example, let's say Life is Dope gets signed to to you know somebody wants to you know Disney wants to yeah let's, let's do it Disney I'll right? stop Disney cussing. wants to do it yes. they're not going to allow people they don't have a contract with to streaming right right That's right, it. right like right. okay you don't got a contract. Most of the streaming providers have a contract with all of the carriers. So they're going to allow you to do that. But if, like, let's say Verizon comes out with their own streaming service, then no, you can't use yeah. it if you have AT&T. And that gets back to my original point, bringing it full circle. I think there's too many big dogs in the fight right now, like where you got Apple, Disney, Facebook, and these guys are like, we're pro-millennial, we're pro-independence and all that. They got the money to to combat it and too many mergers happening like the government is going to have to have to be like uh, uh but are they uh, and, then, and then that also raises the question of are they really for it or are they just openly supporting yeah, net neutrality true. but behind the scenes nah. well there's always that too you always have to look at like the painting on the wall like for example not to bag on apple but mm-hmm. if you look at the painting on the wall apple had to go to their biggest competitor to make the screen right uh, that's a little you know I read between the lines you know right. what I'm saying like it's not. It, it's good for Apple because they got a new product and stuff. But every time they sell a phone, Samsung makes one hundred and ten dollars. Right. You know, I don't think Apple would have done that if they didn't need to. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They didn't absolutely have to. They there's no way they would have. Right. So I mean, so you have to think that they're taking a hit. And if you look at their numbers, they sold twenty million less phones than they sold last last year this quarter. You know what I, mean? I think that was the greatest thing ever because I, I I'm anti Android, but I'm pro Samsung. Right. So I got the iPhone X, so it's the best of both worlds. With the Samsung screen. Yeah. Yeah, I always say Samsung phones are dope, but I don't like the uh the OS for Android. Yeah, like if I could get iOS on my Note 8, it would be tight. See? But I could it could brick it. That's pretty time. much the the X. Yeah. Yeah. Word. What else is going on? That was dope. Let's see. Uh tons of music came out. Um local or, or national? We'll start with national first. Let's start with okay. national. Uh, okay, wait, hold on, I gotta interrupt. Okay. If you look, if you look at all the top tens, don't none of the top tens nationwide have big crit in the top ten, and that's just a travesty. That's sad, man. That to me, that feels like the southern, the east coast bias. Yeah. Like you know, like Crit <clears throat> got a real southern, you know, uh, you know his, his accent, right? Mm-hmm. And so like he's underground. But the, some of the shit he's putting out is just crazy fire. Right, like, right, right. To ignore that just seemed like an East Coast bias because I saw Joe Budden's top five. He had mm-hmm. Rick Ross number five. I'm like, that album was not dope. Like, right. I don't know anybody who was bumping that. But Big Crit is on Def Jam, right? Not anymore. No, no, he's, he's, indi- he's independent. He's independent. Now. Yeah. Def Jam, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because I was going to say, I think a lot of artists that have been on Def Jam, because Def Jam hasn't had a president. For mm. quite a while, right? Wow, 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 so okay. I think there's just no leadership to really help with, like. I think that's why Crit left. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, absolutely. But we're talking about music versus music. Like, right. like some people, like, you know, like if I had to give top five, like right now, without locals, because I think there's a couple of locals who I would put in the top five mm-hmm. nationally. But top five, I definitely would have Kendrick, number one. Okay. You know what I'm saying? J. Cole in there. Like, these no particular order. J. Cole, uh, Big Crit, probably Sahai the Prince, and then maybe... Um, Maybe Scarface or the Scarface Deeply Rooted. That album was nice, but he still keeps the same. Are we going by just artistry or like relevancy just, just right my now? Choices. Okay, just yeah. My choices. Okay, cool. Like what I'm listening to. You right. know what I mean? Like I can't. I, I, the Kendrick has so much replay value to yeah, it yeah, because yeah. I feel like Kendrick is doing something that no one has done and no one talks about it. Other than Lupe, like Kendrick killed Lupe's lane, mm. so to speak, because Lupe was the only one that was deprogramming people with you know, symbolism and with covert, like, anti-racism right. in his topics. Like, mm. uh, Bitch Bad was the first, like, like synopsis, college synopsis in language form, so to right. speak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He even says, now, what's happening here? Like, <laughs> right. all, you know what I'm saying? But Kendrick, Kendrick was able to but make also, it sound that... sonically good and put the message in it. Right. But Lupe also got jaded. I think yeah, definitely. The industry jaded Lupe, and no one wanted to hear Lupe cry, cry about the yeah. industry. Yeah, and and, and Kendrick did it without crying, and still made it hood. I was about to say, I think cool. that's I think that's what did it for Kendrick. Is he still low key had that hood element? Absolutely. So it's like he wasn't, you know, weirdo rap, quote unquote. It wasn't Tyler the Creator. He yeah, was Tyler, if he was from Compton, and not right, right, <laughs> right. Straight up. Speaking of Kendrick, though. Uh, TDE is producing the Black Panther soundtrack. And I'm all the way here for it. Yeah, man. That's going to be fire. I'm not too much of a fan of the first single that all the stars with SZA and Kendrick. It's going to have to grow on me, but it definitely sounds like a movie song. Like, if y'all go listen to it. They yeah, just dropped it like a band. You got to write it up. You got to play yeah, it up. Yeah, like, it sounds like it'll, it'll go well with a movie. Like, yeah. but just listening to the song, man. Speaking of Black Panther, um, Allegedly, collectively, black women are upset with um, Michael B. Jordan <laughs> because. Hey, hold on, a disclaimer. That's the, the kid that played Creed, right? Yeah. yeah. Disclaimer going into 2018. Okay. Whenever you hear black women on Life is Dope podcast, <laughs> except for just now when I just said it, right. it's definitely coming from Davey. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't want any of those problems this year. <laughs> Because y'all have formed like Megatron and shit is getting wild out here. So it's Davey. Go ahead, bro. Listen, black women (laughs) allegedly, allegedly have been upset with Michael B. Jordan because I guess his girlfriend is white. Mm. And people have been talking about boycotting Black Panther and they've they've completely written off Michael B. Jordan. But I think we've we've already known that Michael B. Jordan... (laughs) Likes white women and it's bigger than Michael B. Jordan. But also, man. but also, I will say, black women don't care that Michael B. Jordan is dating a white woman. There's like, there's like half that do and half that don't. Right. And for the ones that do care, I just want to say, keep that same energy right. with Meghan Markle. Mm. Keep that same energy with Serena Williams. <laughs> keep that. Where's where's keep yeah. that same energy with Eve? Yeah. Bro, okay. I'm gonna have to say this though. Okay. Now, <laughs> yeah, you do. If I was single, if I was single, this would be my answer. Now I do have a beautiful black woman at home, so oh, I like I'm not trying that. to piss her off. Talk to but, him, King. But you know, like I, I, I personally, when I was single, I liked it that all the black guys was dating Latina and black and white girls because I walk in the club like a snack. 
Like, <laughs> they trying to fuck me just to piss y'all off. So, I, so y'all keep doing what you're doing because all of us Latino guys walk in the club and we just we, we can find us a sister as easy as pie. Just you know, because they want to make you. I'm gonna fuck him just to piss off my baby daddy. You know what I'm saying? And that's some. That. And that's some. Not all. Anyway, what else is going on? No, man, uh, let's go back to it. Fuck it, man. Okay. Let's go back to it. This, 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 something, it's something Producer on my Julius mind, is completely checked out. He's like, hey, bro. It's something on my mind, man. Allegedly. So, I know, you know, this is Life is Dope Podcast. We keep it 100. I know y'all see it. And listeners, I know y'all see it. And a lot of listeners, I know you guys are a part of this constitution. How do you that feel I'm about, about to speak on. How do you feel about? No. There is... This group, man, like Drake. Okay, listen, so, there's so, this group. So graffiti. Hold on, before Drake we get to and, Drake. Drake and Wayne, Family Feud. Nope. How do you feel about that? Nobody wins no, from the Family need, Feuds. Listen, no, we will do this. <laughs> is it gonna, is here. No, no, we'll get we, to we, that we too. Can't, listen, we don't have enough. It's a nice preamp. We don't have enough black women. Are you trying to? You're trying to save me to have this. I'm trying to save. He's you. saving my life because I was. Oh, you. I was about to fish. I'm, I'm trying to save you. Throw that bait out. We don't have enough representation here. You know what? To have the debate. You're right. Cause they'll be like, man, how the hell y'all having that argument? Y'all got a Latino guy yeah, in there. Yeah, yeah, not, yeah, your producer not. got a white girlfriend. Yeah. My my wife is mixed. Davy likes all kind of shit. <laughs> so <laughs> you're right. You saved my life. But yeah. just remember, stay tuned because it's coming. Um, all I gotta say is uh, education is dope, <laughs> and I support you, ladies. Because that was about to, I was about to get real for a second, but Dr- I'm gonna reel it in. Drake and Wayne in. family feud. <laughs> how do you feel about it? Yeah, just foot off the gas for It's all right. Right on, brother. That's our need friends like you. I don't okay. listen to nothing Drake, so I, I can. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah, he, he hates Drake. I don't hate Drake. I just hate I hate the symbolism of Drake. Ooh. Yeah, I hate the symbolism of Drake. I think it watered down the hip-hop message in general. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like, I almost feel like Drake's a plant. You know mm. what I mean? Like, mm. like um, it's like um, uh, somebody, Lonnie Gray, who used to do the 5280 Awards, yeah, posted something the other day. Yeah. And he said... Don't tell me about the struggle and how you made it if you're never from it. Like, you know, I can never ask Drake how he made it because his mom's rich Jewish doctor. He took his acting money to to, to pay DJ Smalls his first rap. He don't know what it's like to sleep in a homeless shelter or have his mom beat or have cousins on crack starting fights at your house. Like, right. so I really can't ask like Drake, how, how should I live in the struggle in 2018? Like, but do you? But I would say, aren't there different ways to struggle? I mean, isn't just because he yes. he didn't come from like there the is poorest. a difference between the struggle and struggle though. Okay. The struggle yeah. is the the constant proliferation of of violence. Proliferation. And, All right, let's like, do it. Violence Please. and poverty <laughs> amongst dark skinned people. Like America is operating the way it was made to operate. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like people are not poor by accident. Right. You know what I'm saying? And this system is not made to give us answers. So for me, like, and for me, hip hop is emotional because when I when my mom was on dope and I was in the in the crib and had no parents like around, mm-hmm. I was listening to Pac mm-hmm. and Ice Cube and people who could tell me about what was going on. Oh, that's what a crackhead looks like. Right. right. Cool. I didn't know. I knew they was in the bathroom for a reason, but I had no idea. Right. You know what I mean? Drake can't illuminate none of that for me. This month, this month, pushback on that though. With when it comes to Drake, 
I've never heard Drake try to portray that. I, I, di I disagree. And I, I listen to Drake all the time because my girl plays it. Mm. And he constantly has subvert and overt lines about shit he doesn't know about. But I think he talks more about the struggle from like growing up in a suburbia type of... That ain't the struggle to Experience. Right. But I mean, still, those type of people and have... Also, to, I, don't, have struggle, I don't consider Drake a hip-hop artist either. So that, but that's, that's the that. struggle that he raps about. Sure, right? it's, it's a struggle, but it's not the struggle. Right. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, and I don't think that all rappers need to rap about the struggle especially if they don't not come from, from it, it. Yeah, yeah. I think they just have to rap about the experience that they've uh, right. that so they've grown up in I understand that and I agree but my, my argument to that would be this my son is half black half Latino he's right. gonna come up in a certain area right. now if he listens to Drake he's gonna think life is a certain thing that it ain't you know what I'm saying and he's gonna view life through a perceptional perceptional goggles that don't exist for him Mm -hmm. Like, if you grew up in suburbia or wherever you did, you can listen to Drake, and and that's great. And, like, trust me, if I go to the club, Drake's playing, I'm not going to stop dancing. Right, right, You know right. what I mean? It's cool. It's cool to listen to that. But if I'm trying to edify my spirit, I'm not going to listen to Drake because he's not going to give me any information to survive this. Right. Period. Like, period. He's going to give me information to survive a breakup. Sure, yeah. Yeah, if I need a box of <laughs> tissues and I'm crying, I'm going to listen to Drake. I don't know. I just can't. I, I hear you. I just, I never, I could never place Drake in that category. That's why people like always kick back. Himself, I don't feel like Drake's even necessarily a hip-hop artist. I feel, I feel like, like Drake, Drake is definitely a pop himself, artist though. that Drake's raps. desire to need to be the hottest MC and to, to embark on like a war against like Meek Mills or do his diss shit, I feel like he puts himself out there mm. as like, I'm hard. Like, no, you're not. Like, stop. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, be you. But don't, like, you know, I feel like all, the other thing is we have a, have accountability. Like, you know, for example, I don't think Drake has opened up any schools in, in, in the urban sector. Like, how many, people, how many people are listening to Drake, thinking life is a box of chocolates, you know, going out having a wild night, trying to find the girl they're going to smash so they can be like Drake, end up with a baby mama, end up on, 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 on fucking... You know, child support. <laughs> all because they thought life was going to be like Drake's life, right. and it's not. Well, I mean, if they're if they're listening to rap, if they're following rap that closely and trying to emulate it, then they should be following. Then, rap. but they, you can't cut that off because that's how people are. Like our communities don't have fathers. Our communities don't have, um, you know, people watching them and teaching them. So you can't tell a kid what to take knowledge from. So a kid is going to emulate whatever he feels like he can escape from. And if our leaders. Oh, people we are empowering, we don't hold accountability to them and say, okay, Drake, you go to Houston every time and you blow all this money on strippers. How many kids have you given away coats to? But I mean, we can't hold, None? but I mean, we can't hold Drake we can't to, or we, don't. We, we, the reason why we can't is because there's so many different popular hip hop artists mm -hmm. that people look up to all sorts of artists. They look up to NBA young boy. They look up yeah. to black youngster. They look sure. up to Yo Gotti. They look what up to. What is that demanded though? How do those people get? How did those people you just named, how did they get their notoriety? Uh, I, I think the ones that I just named came from a certain level of struggle, I would say. Right, but what I'm saying is that the consumer decides. Right. Right? If the consumer decides tomorrow we're going to have accountability, mm -hmm. you know, and we ain't listening to nobody who ain't helping our communities. And those people would cease to have fans. But also, we don't know what Drake has done or hasn't done just because right. we haven't seen it. Sure, just because I they mean, haven't shed light on it or it hasn't been. If somebody been. got a, 
an article showing he's done something, we'll read it. But, we, but, but we know I, that I, that's, I don't know. I but, feel a type of way about that. But because, that's not how charity works. Not yeah, not everyone. There, sure. There's not a lot of PR around charity. Yeah, that's not something yeah. that's going to hit TMZ or hit the. That blogs. doesn't mean he has done something either, though. Yeah, I feel I feel a way about that because I was thinking about this the other day. Like, we definitely should hold people accountable, but in all reality, of all the celebrities, just rich people getting money whatever pop figures all that is it really their obligation to give back if they're exploiting the community for their gain yes mm, i think that's my opinion i think that if you have the resources to give back there should be a moral obligation now i don't i, I myself i'm not going to tell you what that number should be or how yeah, much yeah. you should give back but i think if you have the resources to you should. But also, you'll be driven from it. You'll be driven to do that if you have family and long-term people that are affected by it. Yeah. I think one of the reasons That's my that point, man. Like, don't give back is because he he don't, probably don't have no cousins in the pan. He probably don't go to Toronto and see kids and I mean, killed with, in his neighborhood. That's my point. Should we fault him for that? Because there's a lot of people no, it's not that fault. are fed with a silver spoon, <laughs> and they get money, and they'll take care of their inner circle. Yeah. because It's not Drake's fault. I'm not yeah. mad at Drake the person, like I said. I'm mad at Drake the symbol yeah. because the symbol of Drake shows that anybody who has money can go buy the right writers who can go, you know, um, buy the DJ Smalls, you know, with their acting money. But, you know, there's somebody who's more talented than Drake from mm. the hood right now that is not getting listened to right, right now. But, we but don't, why? But we don't know that Drake hasn't given back. And that and that's kind of my point is that we Damn. can't make that assumption that we have that he hasn't done it just because we haven't seen it. it right. Because it's only until recently that they've started reporting, you know, the, the charitable things that, yeah, Jay-Z and yeah, Beyonce yeah. have done. But think about how moved Jay-Z would be to. You know what I'm saying? Like, Jay-Z comes from one of the brokest projects, which I've been to. I've right. seen it. Right. You know what I'm saying? There's no reason why he wouldn't want to illuminate these things. Or, like, I seen an a interview from him the other day. And keep in mind, I am not the biggest Jay-Z fan. Right. I don't necessarily like Jay-Z the artist. Blast but, mm -hmm. but uh, you know, well, I mean, when you still have your swag from everybody else, it's easy to swag. Uh, but, <laughs> I don't know. But, you know, Jay-Z still has a desire to help less fortunate like he is becoming a sports agent not because he needs the money because mm -hmm. we know he don't need the money right but his quote was to help our young black brothers and sisters be able to be financially able after football you know mm -hmm. what i'm saying yep. but where does that passion come from and you know i think i think it's one of those things where you got to kind of step back and look at the perspectives of different cultures because I always think like that, too, because I come up from that type of environment. It's like, man, as soon as I get money, like, we all about to be good. And some people don't come from that. So the way we always, this is one of the biggest problems with the urban and the hip-hop community. We project things onto each other that we don't hold other cultures accountable for. Sure. Like, you'll look at the biggest country artists or whatever. And I say country because they always be on that shit, too, yeah. about how rough life is. Right. And we're never like, oh, well, Garth Brooks needs to open a school. You know what I mean? But we're quick to be like, well, damn, what is Drake doing? Right. So it's like but we kind of that's, that's it's a it's a it's an overall thing more than just a us thing. You know, I, I agree with that. But my, my my thing would be this is that hip hop was solely created out of the lack of arts in New York. So mm -hmm. there wasn't no art. No art. They took the art out of the classes, so they spray painted on the wall. Right. Took out dance, so they say, well, "Fuck, are we gonna dance?" Yeah. Took out music, say, "We're gonna get two turntables." So, hip hop was created from the struggle. Right. 
Hip hop is also the easiest infiltrated community in the world, like in our Def- country. All a motherfucker has to do is wear the right hat, say the right thing, and mind you, this is not throwing shit at the wind. Yeah, Me yeah. and two other artists have caught FBI plants in Denver trying to get information out of people acting like they're an artist. Right. Oh, I'm a rapper. Check me out. And then we go pull up his people from Oakland and call people and they're like, oh yeah, that dude got caught snitching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And and last we heard, he was working with the cops. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like, for example, I think that Rick Ross is a DEA plant. I think they came up with a program in the early 90s and said, cool, you a correctional officer? We'll let you rap about dope. We'll make you the biggest dope dealer. And if you don't believe me, go look at all the convictions right now on GODN. As soon as they went in on Rick Ross, they all got federal cases. Coincidence? I think not. But they know that. They know that all I got to do is say, I'm a rapper and put my hat on and and say the right shit. And everybody would be like, oh, he's cool. He's trying to build the culture. I mean, so we don't we don't vet these people hard enough. And the industry is taking over hip hop to a to a position where they decide what culture is like. We are not deciding culture. Trust me. Nobody went to Atlantic and said, tell Kanye to wear skinny jeans. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? Now everybody wearing skinny jeans. Not anything about getting skinny jeans to wear them. That's cool. What I'm saying is, is that the A&R sitting at the top of these labels is the one that's saying, you know, we should push this trend. Mm Mm-hmm. And then we uh, we grab it, and then we act like it was us who started the trend. And it wasn't. It was some A&R at the top of the chain going, this should be a trend. We're going to help push this. We're going to put on every radio show, everything. And then people feel like, oh, we started that. We didn't, though. Somebody pushed right. it on us. I but, think that's where responsibility for people like us, and I hate this word, but influencers. Shout out to you know our award for 2017 influencers tastemakers culture movers the disruptors of the world we have to make that our obligation to let people know the difference because we are organically creating culture and so if we keep pushing that together people will easily be able to separate that from this like when i look at drake like and i like drake i never classify drake with like I won't even say Kendrick because now Kendrick's at a whole different level. But mm, who's, who's the artist? Drake's out like there? a Frank Sinatra oh. to me. You like like J. Cole. And even J. Cole's kind of there. Like, shit, let's talk about Crit since we got Crit. Okay. I can't put those two in the same lane because it's clear that Drake is a pop icon right yeah. now. Yeah. He's a Frank Sinatra. Once you start doing Pepsi commercials and like everything is formulated for you, and like him being a perfect example, even from the writers, just everything is kind of laid on the table for a Drake. I put him in the same area as like a Justin Bieber, as a Chris Brown, Drake. right? But you then you got like Crit or even like Cole still, where it's like this guy is naturally just being himself. He's coming from the culture. He's creating culture. That's that. That's hip hop to me. So I can't call Drake a hip hop artist because Drake yeah. is more of a pop icon. I agree. And then Drake playing is a pop. and yeah. playing devil's advocate, I think we could also take into account that Drake has also employed a lot of people. So even yeah. if he has a team of writers and artists that he's signed and producers that he's signed. He's also getting um, a lot of people fed. We don't mm-hmm. really hear anything negative about Drake in terms of the way that he does his business or yeah. him not paying. We also producers. don't hear anything negative about like Rockefeller, the Rockefeller Foundation when they build like um, they give scholarships or they build like foundations and stuff. That don't mean that they didn't help kill 50 million Africans. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. One hand doesn't wash the other. Just because he fed a bunch of black people doesn't mean that he's helping black people in the community. Well, I mean, it's, I mean, he's, whether he's helping or her, I mean, if he's doing both, then he's doing both. 
That, that, that could be an argument. Um, well, what's next? Well, what else is going on in the world? Should we let the people know who's talking? Oh yeah, yeah we got to introduce <laughs> our guests. <laughs> oh man, so we got a, a special guest host in the building with us today. Y'all been listening, so y'all can see what he's on. But uh, this is definitely a controversial figure in the community, as you probably heard why. <laughs> <laughs> but very intellectual, man. Let's go ahead and clap it up for my man Antonio. Hey. Let the hey, people know. Well, I'm uh, glad y'all finally got me up here, though. Yeah, yeah, man, for sure, <laughs> for sure. It's a new year, man. Does everybody say that? Yeah, like, let us like live. It's a, like it's a personal. Everybody shit, like says that every time. It's 2018. Like, we just don't want it's no just, one to come it's up just here. Competition, you know. Everyone yeah. wants to be first. Nah, that's not good, man. So yeah, let them know who you are uh, since they listened to you a little bit yeah, so far. It's your boy Antonio. You know what I mean? O n t o n e y o dot com. Um, the only one in the world you ever find named Antonio like that. And you know, like. Um, I've, I've been every. I've done a lot of stuff. I've edit. I've directed videos. I've produced several albums um, for people that you know. I've worked for the Source for Westward. I ran Castleman's Hip Hop um, Booking for four years. Um, so I mean, if you ain't been to a show and seen me hosting or talking shit or DJing because a DJ didn't show up or something, you know what I'm saying? Then I don't know if you've been in Denver culture for a while. Everybody, whether they like me or not, knows who Antonio is. Word, word, word. So you're definitely qualified to talk culture right now. Hey, hey you hey. just said something interesting. Whether they like you or not, yeah, that's what it is. Straight to it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel like a black sheep in the local hip hop community? No, I don't feel like a black sheep because I never was really trying to get in anybody's crew or like be cool with anybody. I came, I actually came into the game on accident. Like I mm. was, I was selling dope till I was like twenty four, and the cops beat me up, threw a meth charge on me, and fucked me up. And I was in jail, and I told myself, if I ever get out of jail, I'm gonna do everything different. Mm. And when I got out, I moved out the hood. I moved to a tiny little apartment. I went to college. I just started getting away from the people I was around. So I was in college trying to be a journalist writing for the Met when like homies that, that used to sell dope with me started rapping and they was like, Hey, don't you know this person or know this person? Can you hook this deal up for me? And so I would go do it. And then my ex-girlfriend works for Sony. She works for Universal now. She said, um, you know what you're doing is called management consulting mm. and this is how you do it. So ever since then, she feeds me information from you know, the inside, and I, like, it just snowballed, like, I never intended to get into the rap game, right. matter of fact, when I was 18, no, when I was 14, my freshman year in high school, I sold dope at North High School, I went to school, like, drunk than a motherfucker in the morning, mm. I would sell so much weed, by lunchtime, I'd be sold out, Thanks. I would sell all the coke by, like, 3 o'clock, and it'd be gone. I would have sell so much weed, I'd have buy one, get one free Wednesdays. Yeah, that's tight. Ask anybody who went to North. <laughs> buy one, get one free Wednesdays. Shouts to selling weed at North. <laughs> but I would be rapping. Allegedly. I don't know. It's <laughs> like a, it's well, like we didn't pass the statue. Yeah, it's all good. It's all good. It's it's all good. <laughs> but I used to be rapping at the park board with cats that I know that rap now. Mm. And I'd be like, let's freestyle. And they wouldn't do it. Because yeah. it they wasn't cool. So when I was like 18, I decided I don't want to be the clown. I want to own the circus. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I never wanted to really be in the game as a rapper or a person like that. Like, I wanted to be a writer or an owner, mm -hmm. which is what I am now. I own people's masters. I own, you know, I've ghostwritten songs for people that you don't even know that I wrote the song, but you right. didn't play it on their SoundCloud. So at the end of the day, it's like, you know, like, I really got into this game on accident. But everything I ever guessed 
about myself. Like when I was in the hood, I used to think I could direct videos, mm-hmm. and, my, and my homies would be laugh and they would be like clown me. And when I got out of jail, I told myself anything that I ever think I can do, I'm going to try. Fuck right. it. If I fail, I fail. Fuck it. So everything that people have seen from me in the last 10 years has all been just a desire to see if I could do it. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? And then I found out most of the ideas and thoughts I had are actually true. Like, this is how the industry works. Yeah. So then it just snowballed. So I think you've had a lot of success as, like, a, an editor, a blog writer. Where do you feel like um, artists make the biggest mistakes in terms of marketing and PR? Because I think we see a lot of, like, tagging on Facebook, posting links on Twitter, but not like a true marketing campaign. So what would Absolutely. be your, your advice that you would offer to independent artists? I actually answer this question a lot because when I do consultations, this is the first thing I tell artists. Mm-hmm. Number one, don't do any shows unless you have a product. Like artists often burn out their fan base before their fan base hears the music. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because they're like, show, I got a show, I'm opening for so-and-so. But you ain't selling no t-shirts, you ain't selling, you ain't got no stickers, you ain't got no CDs, so you can't get the initial revenue bounce that you need mm-hmm. because you're wasting money selling tickets to a show and you ain't got no product. Mm-hmm. Like the show's only purpose is to sell products. Right, right, you right. don't got a product and you got 15 shows you hustling backwards. You know what I'm saying? Number one. And number two, it doesn't matter what your budget is. If your budget is $500, write it down on a paper, put the $500 on the table and say, how can we cut this up 50 ways? Mm. Can I pay a DJ $20 to do a promo on Twitter for me? Can I pay another DJ $20 and give him a t-shirt? Like, how can I cut this $500 in the most ways I can to get the most for my buck? Most artists say, I don't have a budget. You have a budget because I see you at the club popping bottles and flossing on Facebook with with your jewels. Like, don't buy a chain and put that 500 in the YouTube campaign. Message. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, and that's the problem is I think that most, not most artists, there are a lot of hobby artists. Mm. There are a lot of guys that this is their hobby. There's nothing wrong with that. If you want to go to work nine to five and spend your extra money on a mixing board and do that, all this stuff, do it. But don't act like you're the guy who don't have a job and does this 24 seven. Right. Cause you're not the same guy. And if you like, I had an artist hit me up for two years straight up. Two fucking years, he hit me up. Give me a consultation. Give me a consultation. I finally hit him up like a month ago. Right. Like, okay, I have some time opening to get a consultation. This is my initial fee because I must weed out the people who are not playing. He said, I got five kids. I can't afford it. I said, motherfucker, you hit me up for two years to not pay the (laughs) consultation fee? Right. Like, blocked instantly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, number one, spend your money wisely. Don't pay some publicists that say they're going to put you on wherever website and do some write-ups for you like check their credentials spread your money out wisely you know what i mean like the pu- the publishing is not coming in in the first year if you wait for a publishing check and you just put out a mixtape it ain't coming go go get a hustle go sell some dope do whatever you got to do but you ain't gonna get that publishing money that's you know real any Period. any talent buyer or booker or anybody that ever worked at a venue in books talent has always told me that same thing merch is the money like, That's where you're going to get it first. music's bringing people in, but you want to sell something. Yeah, m- music is, is is like the billboard. The merch is what you're trying to get them to pay for. Mm-hmm. And be creative with your merch. Like, don't get the same fucking hoodie everybody got. Yeah. Like, if you got to custom make them shits, 20 of them, and sell them for 100 do it. Yeah. Don't, don't sell the $20 ones then. Make... Make a custom hoodie that's three hundred. Somebody gonna buy it. Yeah. You know what I mean? But sell think, ten of those motherfuckers. I think Tech Nine is the blueprint for that shit. 
because yeah. that's why strange music is what it is. Yeah, shout out to Travis. Yeah. Like he hits yeah, me up. Yeah, man, big shouts to Travis. At yeah, the he hits me up. He he gives me um VIP to them, and the reason is is because people see you hustling. Like <laughs> you don't know who's watching you. You yeah. have no idea who is watching you. And if you're doing the same shit everybody else is, you telling them to do the same shit. Be diverse, number one. And number two, like, don't take shows just to get your fame up. Spend, invest all that money and all that time that you're going to spend promoting a show on one song. Until you got one song that you said, I would invest my own 10000 in, you really don't have a product. Yeah. Like, you can put a lot of stuff on on SoundCloud, and people will follow you. Right. Like, I put a mixtape out two years ago under the alias Che Luther for the only experimental purpose of seeing how many hits I could get right. without ever promoting it. Have you guys ever seen it nah, on nah. my page? Nah. No. Got 100,000 hits in Venezuela, Russia, Afghanistan. I didn't promote it once. I didn't put out a flyer. I didn't do nothing. You know what I'm saying? Right. But the people who wanted it found it. Right, right, I mean? right. And the music is all military, hip-hop, anti-establishment shit. Shit that I would be talking about. Right, yeah, yeah. You feel yeah. me? The people who wanted it found it. It got over 100,000 views. I'm not a rapper. How did I out-hustle y'all? Right. Because I thought about how I was going to market it. Mm-hmm. I invested my money smartly. And I didn't take no shows because I didn't need them. Because mm-hmm. the people who wanted it found it. I think you said a key word with hustle, though. Um, I think a lot of artists get too keyed in on the music. And I know that sounds crazy. But to me, in the industry and in the game just in general, if you come from a hustle background or if you come from business or you know anything about selling product, you know that you have to have multiple streams to make something work. Absolutely. And it's usually all under one umbrella. Right. If you're an artist and you make good music, cool. That's kind of just the icing on everything. All right, Absolutely. cool, you make music. But the point is to sell a product. At this point, you're a businessman. A lot of people don't know the business of the game. So you just said it, man. Like The point is to sell something. So whether that's merch, whether you have an image or a brand or something that you're pushing along with the music, I think people just get too stuck on, yo, my mixtape is fire. Y'all should fuck Who with it because it sounds good. I literally have seen major DJs <clears throat> say, okay, I listen to your, money, your music. Who cares? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you only need to sell 100,000 products. Like, you only need to sell one product 100,000 times. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if it's a fucking pen. If you're like, I have the Davy Boy pen, and you can drum the hardest beats on your table <laughs> that there is, and it will not break. If yeah. you sell 100,000 of those motherfuckers, Copyright that. Copyright that. Period. Period. Do you know what I'm saying? You're right. writing stuff. it down. <laughs> but you done, though. You done. Yeah. You, you sold 100,000 products. It don't matter what it is. That's, That's your million right there. Then you can reinvest. Do you know what I'm saying? So, like, let the music be a billboard and hustle everything else. Like, shout out to Cool Quay. She mm-hmm. got nominated as a uh, social media artist of the year. Because if you watch her, she on social media everywhere, like, buy my socks. Buy my yeah, shirt. she was buy hustling my. the shit out of them you know socks, man? man. I got some Cool Quay socks. My girl got Cool Quay socks. Yeah. She got the Cool Quay motherfucking leggings. You know what I'm saying? But how, though? Because people saw her on Facebook. They went to a show. She had product available. Right. And she sold it. Yeah. That's real. That's it. ABC. How Music is about, a commercial. How do you feel about blogs in 2018 and their ability to... Uh, promote music is that it's watered down it's watered down it's watered down is it is it it still important to get on the blogs it is it is important because like uh, you know and i sat in castleman's office with adam and and andrew for years and when people would like say hey book me the very first thing and keep in mind this wasn't me this was me watching Mm -hmm. first thing they do is say googling Mm -hmm. 
right? If the, if they can't find you, then you don't exist. Mm. You know what I'm saying? If visibility trumps talent, you could have the dopest song right now, Facts. and if you have no visibility, it didn't even drop. No one heard it. No right. one heard that shit. But if you have visibility, then it matters. But I'll tell you this: blogs are watered down because people are paying for them, and the people who are selling these blog spots, they ain't really doing shit. Like you know, people who are saying, "Oh, I'll get you a write up on this, and I'll do this on my website," it ain't doing nothing. Like, I ain't charging nobody to be on Antonio.com. If they hustling, I'm writing on them. Mm. And that's why I started it, because the source would try to tell me, you need to write about this, write about that. And I'm like, nobody cares about that. Right. Then I write about it, and we get no clicks. Then I write something about from the culture that I knew was popping, and it would get a shit ton of clicks. Right. And they'd be like, how'd you know this? And I'd you know, almost laugh at them, like, because I'm from the culture, and right. y'all are trying to tell me what to write about. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, like, blogs matter in a way that, like, you should invest there are blog blasts you can get for 500 to 1000 bucks and get you everything. So you need those. Because when you go to submit for an opening, they want to say, who wrote about you? So right. you want to have the sort at least once, everybody once. You don't need to keep paying to do it. Or after you pay for it once, keep emailing those people. Like Hip Hop DX only gets 9,000 submissions a week. Mm-hmm. If five of those are you, they might see you and open it and write about you. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? But you have to be consistent. Like if you have a newsletter and you shoot out your new single or whatever's going on with you every week, make sure it's every week. If it's every month, make sure it's every month. But don't stop. You know what I mean? Just because you didn't get the coverage. Keep submitting. Right. Keep putting some new songs out. One day they're going to come around. Right. Like I remember in 2001 when I was in jail and this dude from Kansas City turned me on to Tech 9 I had no idea who Tech 9 was. <laughs> Okay, I got out and I listened to Angelic and I was like, this shit is dope. I went to uh, Boulder for his first show in Colorado. Mm-hmm. Tech Nine stole my bitches. <laughs> I, had like, I had like a group of bitches and they all went up stage with Tech Nine and went in the back, right? Um, Tech Nine wasn't getting blogs from anybody, mm, right. but he kept going this little Kansas City, Oklahoma, Denver path. And it got bigger, and blogs started coming around because they were consistent. They kept releasing music. They kept hitting up blogs. They kept hitting people. And the, the point is just be persistent, yeah. but don't expect nothing. Just be persistent, and it'll come. And what's the best way to approach blogs? Is it just, hey, check out my music, or is there more of a formula to it? Right. I mean, uh, yeah. what, what, would be the, what would be the formula all the way from the, sub, the email attachment, the subject line? You know, what's going to get Antonio to... One, open the email, there's actually some, check out the music yeah. and respond. There's some horrible mistakes that artists make, and the first one is their file. Like, A, learn what metadata is. If you don't know what metadata is, you're already behind. So, like, business professionals in the game that know what metadata is, when they see your file and it just says, like, all the way up, and it don't have Fat Joe featuring Remy Ma, right. you know what I'm saying, Dash, produced by, and it don't have everything in there, they don't know who the fuck you are. Like, you know how many files I have in my computer from people who send me songs, and it's number one dot in the song? Right. Like, I just don't even look at in it, because I'm like, format. I'm gonna lose it. In <laughs> wave format, like, come on, bro. <laughs> no like, A, mark your song so they know who you are. Put your name first so that we can find it. Like, if I download it, I want to be able to type you know, whoever, and find you that quick. I don't want your shit to be unlabeled. So number one, label your your tracks correctly. DJs will love you. The DJ will open your shit every fucking time if he knows this motherfucker labels his shit right. Mm. You know what I'm saying? A. And B, like, type out a well-thought, personalized email. Don't send the same email to everybody because everybody has different tastes. If you submit into Hip Hop DX... You want to give your best foot forward. You know, whoever, so-and-so opened up for this, did 15,000 units in the Midwest, 
top opener in Kansas. Da, 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 da. You know, say your top shit first and then give us like a snapshot of what it is. The other thing is this. Learn what a story is. Mm. Just because you got a new mixtape, it's not a story. No right. one cares. Everybody got a new mixtape. My grandma dropped one last week. Right, right. Nobody heard it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, <laughs> it's probably fine. <laughs> Go check it out on Tony and Grandma's mixtape. Y'all sleeping on her. Right? But here's the thing is, you have to have a story. Even if you make it up, even if you have to make it up. So, like, so a lot of times when I get with artists, I tell them, connect to something that's philanthropy-based. Mm-hmm. Like, do a fundraiser for a bunch of kids who have... Uh, multiple sclerosis, I guarantee you the West were to write about it because mm. it's a story. Right. No one gives a fuck about your mixtape, but they do if you're raising money for multiple sclerosis. Right. All of a sudden, there's a story attached to that. Oh, shit, it's a story. You know how many times I've been writing and someone said, write about my mixtape? And I'm like, cool, what's the story? And they're like, well, it's dope and it's dropping next week. Like, what's the story? Yeah. What is the story? Did you, you got one leg? Can you, is your jaw missing and you have someone else that raps for you? Right. Like, is there a story attached to it? Artists have no idea what the fuck a story is. You know what I'm saying? That's like, gang. Figure that's... out what your story is and then pitch the story. Yeah. Oh, you're a female rapper that's doubted by people and you moved from Memphis, you had no shoes and you walked all the way to Denver. That's an interesting motherfucking story. Mm. Hold up, I got, I got questions now. You know what I mean? If there's no story, I don't got no questions for you. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, what can I ask you? Damn, that's big game right there. That's this major game. Yeah, man. And then once you write about them, you know, how how important is it for also artists to repost your write up? Because I think artists don't do that as well. Once they get onto your blog or you write about sure, them, once you get on your podcast, <laughs> and they don't <laughs> share the shit or nothing. I, I think it's bigger for local local blogs and local people who are trying to show you love for mm-hmm. you to to go promote that. Because you got to get your clicks one. too, right? Yeah, absolutely. So mm-hmm. like. For us who are local and we and we're and we're regional and we're building, we need you to repost it. We need you to Twitter it. We need you to, to, to go into all the groups on your Facebook and post it because we at the same stage you are and we trying to build. People like Hip Hop DX and all that they don't give like if you already got a following they care. But if they doing you a favor they don't care whether you post it or not. Yeah. You know. But if it's someone local that's going out of their way to write a full write up on your album and then you got the source did a fifty word write up on yours, which one should you share more? Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. You know what I'm saying? And they got it. Most artists got it backwards. And that's because of the notoriety. Like, I want to be in the source and all that. Yeah. Like, that's cool. I ain't mad at you. Do that. But stay loyal to the people who've been down with you when you was broke. Mm-hmm. You didn't have shit. Yeah, like, yeah. there's so many artists in this town that I put them on a show or I put them on something or I did something. And then I'll turn around and say, hey, yo, can you repost this or that? And they and their head gets so big, like, oh, I ain't got time. I'm a national artist. I don't need this. And it's like, all right, cool. That, Holla at you then. Right. I mean, I ain't never going to write about you again, and you don't know where I'm going to be. Mm. I guarantee you a lot of the artists who submitted to me at the Westward had no idea I'd end up in the source. Yeah. I promise you. And a lot of them was talking shit because I didn't write about them. I didn't write about them at the source neither. So that's Man, right. that word story is chiming in my head because that's crazy. And I'm thinking about it from another aspect too, kind of tapping on what we were just talking about. Like, a lot of artists get write-ups or they get media or get interviews and overlook the fact that we're highlighting them, talking about them, talking about their life. People want to know who you are, and they get more caught up in the fact that they got that look instead. So, like, fuck what the source was talking about. I was in the source. And so they don't think to be like, you know, let me actually share the article and push my story. They're like, yeah. I was in the source. That's right. good on my resume. 
Yeah. And I think also if you if you look at every big celebrity or every big artist that's made it, they've all had a story. They've all had something that fans could connect to. It's not. It, it's never been just oh the music is is dope. It's always it's always. The you know, what, what, do, what do you what do you have to offer after the music? How do people right. connect to you? And right. you know what? The artists when they did it, like Bruno Mars or whoever, or Lady Gaga, or whoever, they didn't know the story. Right. They got with the PR person that said, "What's the story? Let's draw this up." Mm-hmm. When we send emails, let's send this as the story mm-hmm. because it's a good lead. You know, so it's not it's not wrong if you don't know the story. Just get with somebody who can help you form it, mm-hmm. and then make sure you're sending your emails uniform like that, so everybody gets the story. Right? Do you know what I mean don't send one link to everybody with all your links? Say, hey, I'm trying to get booked. Click, and then the next one have a full ten paragraphs to say this is what it is. So like, get, learn what one sheets are, learn what EPKs are, integrate your story into the EPK, and then you know periodically touch back with all the people you've hit. So I, I suggest that artists keep a list of all the emails of all the blogs they want to be on. A hundred a hundred blogs they want to be on, mm-hmm. and start researching one by one what the people's emails are. You might only have five to start with, but by the end of the year, try to have all hundred and have a contact at each one of them. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And consistently hit them back every month with new shit so they know who you are and where you're at. And just from my experience, um, when you go into, um, uh, if you go on a a site and you see a write-up, Look at who did that write-up, yeah, and then them. and then research that person's name and see who else that they've written about. Right, and yep. no, normally they have specific artists they like to write about or specific play genres. to your strengths. Yeah, you so, want to write a, like just like you're saying. If somebody's constantly writing about R and B and you're a trap rapper, you probably don't want to send them an email. Right, yeah, it don't yeah. make no sense. But if you're doing hot R and B and you sound kind of like people they writing about, it's very likely they're gonna listen to it and go, that that's jamming. I fuck with it. Yeah, and usually their their name is somewhere in their email at the actual right. website dot com. So it may be if it's Will Smith at the source, then it might be Will Smith at source dot com or yeah. W Smith at source or their Twitter. Like people do answer their Twitters, but it's the same thing with Twitter. You don't want to spam somebody with a with a grammatically fucked up sentence that's got you instead yeah, yeah. of Y O U and like. Doesn't have Hello, flame purpose. emojis. Yeah, like, <laughs> yo, flame, 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 flame. flame. Yeah. You know no like, click. Like, like, send a legitimate personal email. Like, hey, I know you're very busy. I'm sorry, but thank you for for uh, looking at my my message. Here is my mixtape. How can I? Is a better way I can get a hold of you? You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, somebody might respond to that. Right. Not like my my mixtape is fire away and you wrote about it. You suck. Right? Yeah. And they may not respond. And if they don't, don't take it personal. Don't just expect keep, them. Just don't keep, expect them to. Hit just, them up every week. Just stay consistent. Yeah, yeah. They will. Somebody will click. So let's get into some of your uh, business ventures and things that you're personally involved in. So you you have um, artists that you're managing. You have uh, distribution and publishing deals on the table. Do you want to expound a little bit more on that? Yeah, um, right now I got a deal um, via Adrian Swish. Um, shout we out to Adrian, Adrian Swish. Swish. Friend of the show. Dot com. Adrian Swish has been a good mentor to me. And like, I always judge people based on what knowledge they give you. Because, like, you know, people don't have to tell you shit. People mm-hmm. could be like, yo, what up, bro? Yeah, I see what you're doing. And keep it moving. Mm-hmm. You know, if people really give a fuck about you, they're going to give you knowledge to help you get more money or get forward. You know, and Adrian's always giving me insight about things. But I didn't ask him for it. So I knew he was after, like, me, you know, blowing up. So, you know, Adrian gave me a deal with Foundation Media, which we just dropped, Young June's Trap with a Mexican. Uh, it's on all platforms. And I, I previously had a deal with The Orchard, 
via um, Wu-Tang Latino. Mm -hmm. The owner of Wu-Tang Latino gave me his label to work on. Um, and I dropped Ricky Knott's project. I dropped Don Blas's video. Um, I dropped um, Hustle Man's last two videos on there. Um, but, you know, there were problems between me and Tony about, like, controlling accounts. Like, I can't work for somebody who don't let me control the account because I can't have people invest and not be able to cut them they check. Right, 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 right. right. chasing me. So, you know, there was some, some issues. Me and Tony's cool, but I had to move on. So Foundation Media, everything's in my name. If we invest, we can get the money right now and, you know, get payouts and get all that. So, you know, Foundation Media is going to be a big release. We got uh, Young June just dropped. We, we were, we're negotiating with L Keys. Um, I got an artist named Adele Mitchell, produced by Davey Boy. Yeah, hey. <laughs> But he's really dope, though. Like, wait till you hear this shit. Like, it's going to be worldwide. Like, this shit is fire. You know what I'm saying? Like, he literally took some of these Davey beats and, and, and painted it into a fucking R&B masterpiece. So this shit is tight. Then I got uh, PAC, who's an older artist from Arapaho Trues, um, who has some local fame. The thing about PAC is, if you see him, and you, you as a spectator, you might not listen to his music. You might go, ah, he's an old head or whatever. Yeah. When you hear his performance, you'll be like, okay, I fuck And if you him. know who Arapaho Trues are, goddamn, yeah. that's OG talk right there. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> PAC has managed to stay relevant in sound yeah. like if you listen to his music he don't sound like an old head yeah. he's using auto tune he sounds new and so with PAC I think he has a good foundation to start with and it's just a matter of getting people to hear his music right. once you hear it you're cool with it but you know so we have all kinds of different artists we're working with and, and it's you know we got a whole mini series for Adele's videos that are going to be coming out and you know it's going to it's going to blow up like whether people like me or not they don't have to like me you know what I mean? But respect what we're doing. Like, matter of fact, and I want to touch on this because I, I did see the top 10 at 303 and Westward and all that. Mm -hmm. They never mentioned any Latin artists. Mm -hmm. And, like, correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I don't know anybody other than myself that has brought that many Latin artists out to the forefront and try to bridge, like, East Denver and Aurora and the West Side. You know what I'm saying? Other Talk than SP. It. I think SP Double's probably Word. the only other one that reaches out Word. and does that as well. Shout, like, out, to shout SP. out to SP. Me and SP Double co produced. Jay Rebel's album, mm. but I had Ilsilla. I got him placed with um, with Troll and them at the at the Roxy, and they've been touring with Tech Nine because that's where his his demographic went to. Yeah. Um, I, I co-produced Jay, Jay Harris's poetry mm. album. She went and did all the shit she did. Right. I was producing Hustle Man, and then I had a back injury, and he went to Welcome Welcome to the Dope Game. Mm. But I put his first like project and his first show out. Ricky Knotts was popping. Yeah. You know what I'm saying before the fans took him. You know what I'm saying? Young June is popping. So, like, when, when people overlook us, I just feel like either, A, they just don't know, even though we've hit their emails, we, I know they've seen it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Or they're not clicking it. Or I just feel like we get, like, Latinos right now is the toughest time because Latinos are the, the most discounted artists, I think, right now. More than white people, mm. more than black artists, more than any, like, genre. I think yeah, Latinos are looked over. But I think once we, but I think there is a, a come up for it because if you look, because we got Cardi B, because if you look around the world, like with reggaeton, it's, it's worldwide, a, it's yes. a very popular yeah. genre, and then that sound in general. Like if you, if you listen to mainstream radio, which I don't advise that you do, <laughs> but if you do, um, there's like this heavy Latino sound, and we was ahead of it. I yeah, had Ricky that three people years are trying ago. to tap into it. That, yeah, that's crazy because it definitely sounds Ricky not ish. Yeah, These and new I songs. had it three years ago. And yeah. to, trust me, as Universal Atlantic, all them guys were in my email. Yeah, now that's we kind were, of the sound. You know what I'm saying? So like, 
like when people look at me and things I say, like I've been ahead. I've told people my moves ahead of time and then watched them come to fruition and say, right. look, I'm, I'm not telling you after I did. I'm telling you before and then yeah. you can watch. Yeah. And it does it, you know, like, and the thing is, is like with Latino artists, Worldwide, we we got we getting like three hundred billion clicks. Right. You know, like most people don't even know who Jay Belvin is. He's the number one clicked artist in the world right now. He has songs with Pharrell, with Beyonce, in, in Spanish. Yeah, you feel me? Right. People in America have no idea who Jay Belvin is, but he got a, a he got a, a a song that got a hundred million views in one month. Mm. Lemonade, Beyonce's video got seventy million views in the same time frame. Right. So he did 30 more million more views at the same time frame. How come we don't know who he is? And that's because there's we Latinos don't get a lot of press. It's just yeah. it's just because it's difficult to market us. We don't they don't know how to market us. They don't know are you are you Chicano or are you Mexican or are you mm. Puerto Rican or are you bachata? Like what is it? You know what I'm saying? But trust me, there's 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 trap music coming out of Colombia, out of Ecuador, yeah. out of, and go read like um, uh, Rem Clausa or go look up the source Latino I wrote tons of articles about like trap ar- artists you know what I'm saying right, right. it's just a matter of doing your research and like I had a person yesterday say oh there's no diversity everybody sounds the same and I said no your perception is skewed because you're mm-hmm. not looking worldwide right. at artists everywhere there's all kind of damn that's real. I'm glad you brought that up because that's one of those things that most people probably didn't even notice but it's definitely a real thing the Latino community in hip hop definitely gets looked over. But let me tell you, if you're Latino out here and you're a rapper, mm-hmm. do not shy yourself away from the Latino mm-hmm. community. There are 300 million buyers. Yeah. The biggest artist in Colorado right now is who? It's Trev. Trev. Nope. Uh-oh. Wrong. Who is it? Who? Black Pegasus? Nope. Al Cacho. Al Cacho. Al Cacho got 1 million views on his video from Denver alone. Shit. No disrespect to Trevor or anybody. Check him up right but now. Al Cacho has more views than every single person in Denver. And nobody knows him. Why? Because he's a paisa mm. that messes with Mexicans only. Mm. Or only Mexicans mess with him. He's got more views mm-hmm. on every single video than Trev does. No disrespect to Trev. Yeah. I fuck with his music. But why doesn't anybody know Al Cacho? Mm. That's, that's true. I'm looking up El Cacho. That's a teachable moment. One of his videos has 300... <clears throat> 300,000 plus. 300,000. Damn, you just put us up on game. Do you see what I'm saying, though? Like Come naturally, on the show. Naturally, I would say <laughs> Trevor Rich is the biggest artist. He's definitely the biggest black artist. Right. But he's not the biggest artist because Al Cacho got a million views on a video. I don't know. Does Trevor have a million on one? Not that I know of. Not, no disrespect. Like, does I'm that go sure. into something deeper? Um, the perception of artists. Absolutely. I, I feel like that's a very real thing. And, Absolutely. You know, as saying this, no knock to anyone. But I feel like when an artist gets hot and catches legs, just with anything, not even just an artist, when something gets hot and everybody in a specific zone catches on to that, it gives it that appearance that it's the hottest thing. You know what I mean? Like you sure. said, we don't know that guy. We just say Alcacho. Alcacho, yeah. Shouts out Alcacho. I'm going to check you out. I never, ever heard of him in my life. But just because I don't know about it or the people I, around me don't know about it doesn't mean that's a big thing. So I think that's what we're trying to do with this show, too, is we get caught up in these bubbles and whatever's the biggest in our little bubble looks like it's the biggest, period. Right. And we got to break away from that for sure. And that happened, like, I'm, I'm going to give credit where credit's due. Look, if you listen to music in Denver, there's a reason that Westsiders get overlooked because our music is behind. Mm. Like, you know, if I, if I were to pick... Like a place in Denver that has the most refined, high quality music 
in general amongst any artist you could take from there, I would say Montbello. Uh-huh. Because mm-hmm. Montbello, they the guys out there have been doing it for 20 years. The guys mm-hmm. in Park Hill have been doing it for 20 years. The guys mm-hmm. in Aurora have been doing it for 20 years. The guys in the East Side have been doing it 20 years. Artists in the West Side 20 years ago wouldn't even freestyle with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so there's a natural immaturity on the mic that you can hear or a certain recording level. Production quality level, if you get an artist from Aurora or Montbello, you can probably guess that they got a, de- a decent mm-hmm. production value. Mm-hmm. But I could take a random artist from the West Side and his production value might not be too high. And that's right. what I bring to artists. Like if you listen to a Young June or a Ricky Knotts or any of the artists I've ever produced, we keep the production value high. Right. Because the minute we drop it, the minute we lose you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it takes a maturity. It takes time. It takes a scene. Right. Like if I lived in Montbello, there's probably five guys around that do a great job at mixing mm-hmm. that I could record with. If I live in West Denver, there's probably one yeah. over there that could keep me at a certain level. Do you know what I'm saying? So it's a, it's it's time and it has to do with production value and all of those things. But it also has to do with a skewed view. Like right now, if you're a fan of anything, you can go find all the sources that back up what you like. If you're right. a flat earther, there's some information <laughs> out there for you to believe that the earth is flat. Right. And, and you will feel good about that. And it's round, by the way. Right. Whole nother, right. A whole nother episode. <laughs> but, right. Put that out there. But if you're a flat earther, you could survive in a in a circle of the echo chamber on Facebook, Twitter, and everything where you only watch things that are flat earther shit. Right. And you start believing that the earth is flat. Right. It's the same perception. If you only pay attention to the artists that you know, then you cannot get beyond that. And that's partially the reason why I did the Antonio Awards, mm-hmm. because I wanted so people let's to, get talk to the, Let's get to that, man, because... We're going to wrap in a minute, but I definitely want to talk about the Antonio Awards. What is that? Well, I, I, I just figured like this. Look, the best branding you could do is to name something after yourself. Mm. So Antonio.com, Antonio Awards. The other problem is this. When I watched the 5280 Awards, I watched poor Lonnie get trashed no matter what he did. Yeah. Whether he chose the awards, whether he made a fucking group that chose the awards, everybody's going to be like, oh, you didn't choose this, you didn't choose this. I said, fuck it, I'm going to make it my name so no one can't blame nobody. If you want to know why you didn't get chose, call me because I'm the one who chose them. You know what I'm saying? Period. Ain't no committee. It's me. Now, what does that reveal? That reveals that, uh, it reveals my scope because Mm. if I don't know you and you ain't in my scope, then, you know, that's me. But at the same time, I want the backlash. Like, I already got three or four mad emails today. I'm cool with that. I knew it was going to happen. But, don't just bitch and cry if you don't got no nominations. Like, tell me who your people are so I can keep them on my radar for 2018 because maybe I didn't know him. Right. Maybe I didn't know this artist. Cool. Well, now I do, so now I can keep him on track. And if he's as hot as you say, then I'm going to probably write on him that this year and I'm probably going to, uh, you know, nominate him next year. Yeah. So part of it was to create friction so that I could hear who people are listening to that I don't know about. Right. Because I don't know what I don't know until I know it. That's right. Right. Yeah. The other and the other reason was just you know like it's not a good year in Denver hip hop if Antonio don't piss some people off. So yeah, yeah. I just started early. <laughs> That's you know a fact. He started out the gate, <laughs> which is it's very easy to do by the way. It's, 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 it's kind of easy to piss people off. And, yeah, I mean I don't, I don't try to piss people off. The thing is, is that like I don't keep no yes men around me. Like, yeah, and I feel like there's a lot of artists that are just like used to getting like proverbial jerked off by their crew, and it's like oh your shit's the best, and it's like no that. Hook is whack, and who mixed this shit? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's why artists fuck with me. Like, it doesn't matter what you say about me in the scene. There's still people that fuck with me. A because I tell the truth, and B because some of them artists was fucking with me when we were selling dope. The 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 rap shit is secondary. They're like, oh, right. 
Rap's cool. Like, I'd have been in jail with this motherfucker. Like, right. you know what I'm saying? So you can't erase stripes I had. I didn't have to go. I didn't have to leave my hometown to become who I am. I, I, I grew up five blocks from, from right here in, the five, in five points before most of these people could even come over here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So believe me, people have been telling me they're going to beat me up and shut my mouth for 20 years. And people have tried. And I'm still here. So that, you know, that should tell you something. Like, right. Hello. That's real. You know what I mean? So, you know, I, I'm not trying to piss y'all off. I just keep it real. Real. Realness pisses people off. Realness to myself, at least. You know? like, yeah. Got to keep it real to yourself first. Now, I don't right. know if we have time to get into this, but recently what's hit the news cycle is labels allegedly not even allegedly labels not paying producers mm-hmm. it's old practice calling them mixtapes and all kind of loopholes i mean we could we could call out one label in particular now, but, real, but realistically it's all of them but yeah. let, let's go back to the local artists because this starts out locally right mm-hmm. most artists don't know what a split sheet is yeah okay so they go in the studio they make a song with somebody they don't even know what a split sheet is so the, and and the reason they don't know is because they don't know how publishing works so right. tell them what they it go, is so a split sheet when you go in the studio like let's say me davy and um graffiti go in the studio graffiti made the beat i made the hook and davy rapped on all the verses he's entitled to a certain lion's share of of the music right. and he's entitled to a certain amount of the produ- of the production now if you never sign a contract so let's say Davey gives my artist six beats yeah. right <laughs> and I never call him and say hey what's the deal he could legally sue me for 50% of whatever I make and the judge will say is there a contract no cool you owe him 50% hammer on the gavel right mm, yep. because that is the industry standard now if I sign a contract with you saying I'll give you 300 bucks but you only get 10% Right, and you sign it, cool. You signed it off. Exactly, that's what it is. Most artists are not signing any fucking thing, you know. And I'm gonna go back in time just a real quick second. There was a rap, uh, a producer here three or four years when Ricky Knox was popping, named Contender. Mm. Y'all remember? Mm. The reason he fucked so many people over is because they didn't have no paperwork. Right. The reason we were able to catch him a is because we had paperwork, and b because we called up about him. We found out where he was from. We were like, we called certain people and we said, hey, what do you know about this guy? And they're like, he rips people off. So when we started inquiring about the beats, we said, send us the tracked out beats. And he said, oh, I don't got them. Somebody, whatever, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So when we sent 30 people over to the studio to sweat him. He jumped out a window and ran. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's crazy. But So what, he was like reselling other people's beats? And- so there's a group called the, the Green Group. The Green Green team. Yeah, you're talking about oh, uh, Team Green. You team remember Green. Yeah. Contender was yeah. Robin. So Team Green was still he was still in Team Green's beats and selling to people. Now we put Scarface on the song. I'm watching Arsenio Hall. Yeah. Right. And R. Kelly comes out with my beat, and I bought it, and I had the paperwork. I said, "Fuck, we about to sue the fuck out of R. Kelly." I got happy as fuck. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, "Oh, R. Kelly, make that motherfucker a hit," because I'm gonna sue you. Right. Come to find out, he he, we had paperwork on him, but it wasn't his beat. He sold it to us. Like, and there's a version, if you go to my SoundCloud, there's a version of Ricky Knott's song featuring Be More from Squizzy and and uh, Scarface, and it's to the original Cookies beat that R. Kelly has. Well, I had the beat two years before R. Kelly. Right. Team Green sold it to R. Kelly because they didn't know it got jacked by Contender. Right. Once again, though, it goes down to local artists knowing their paperwork. Every time you in the studio, you should write a middle line down the paper, put name, producer, who wrote what, and sign it. Because at the end of the day, this is what breaks up relationships. Right. If me and you put a song out, you never sign no paperwork, I sell a million, you try to sue me, I ain't going to give you shit. Right. Yeah. And that's how Puffy gets over on people. He don't yeah. tell them about mechanicals or none of that shit. You know what I'm saying? The dudes from 112 is broke as fuck right now, and they got bigger hits than anybody from Denver. And they right. all broke. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because of paperwork. Mm. So... You know, if you're going to be in the music game, get a music lawyer. Spend that 500 to get a consultation because you're going to need that 
If you plan on having a hit and you don't got no paperwork, you planning on getting fucked. Right. You know what I'm saying? Dang. Either by the producer or somebody. Now, same thing. This is why Cash Money keeps getting sued. They were given the beats under the industry standard. I give you the beat, I get 50%. Mm-hmm. They ain't cashing no checks to the producers. So the producer's like, all right, I got to sue you. And that's, you know, Cash Money will pay you. You just got to sue them. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, and that that it all goes down to again, like you could watch TV and look at the perception and think that BET and all of this and I could do it. Like you can, I believe in you, but you got to get some help. You can't think you could do it all by yourself. Right. You know what I mean, and you can't go to these people like look at a person's success and what they've done. Right. If a person tells you they can put you on and put you in the Denver Post and do all this stuff, um, and they haven't had no success selling records, it's probably a good bet that they don't know what they're doing. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, if you get, only person who gets fooled is the fool. You know what I'm saying? That's true. The person who's tricking them is not a fool because they tricked your ass. Right. But, you know, do your research. Don't be all exuberant and ambitious with no sense. Like, you know, take, if a deal is really good, it's not going to go nowhere. Like, a deal's not going to disappear in one minute because you didn't sign it. Right, you know what I'm right, saying? right, right. Wait, get a lawyer. Tell them you're going to look at it with your team. Figure it out. Don't just sign everything. Don't just jump out the window because you think that's how it works. You know what I'm saying? Like, it'll only get you a certain level. You could, anybody could be get a hot buzz in Colorado. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? With the right tools. That's right. But how are you going to get past that? How are you going to get past Colorado to L.A., Arizona, stuff like that? If you don't have the tools and know, know how business works, you're probably not going to make it. Right. I mean, so reach out to your peers. Ask some people. Hit up Antonio.com. I, I'll give you a consultation. And trust me, I ain't hitting these motherfuckers over the head. Like, no lie. I went to like three or four music conferences. Mm-hmm. They charging $400 to get in. Facts. I'm telling artists the same shit they telling you. Right. And I'm only charging 200 Shit, you just gave a lot of it for free right here on Do this show. Do you see what I'm saying, though? Okay. But it matters about you. Do you. Are you taking notes? Do you think you know everything? Are you egotistical? Like, are you telling people, I'm a national artist. I don't need your help. Like, but you do need the help because they know that you ain't publishing your shit right. Right. Producers and DJs too, same shit. That's real, man. That's real. So you just dropped hella knowledge on us. We're gonna have come back, man. Cause like I said, that was big, big game. But the question: so one piece of knowledge, advice, love, just one thing to sum up Antonio. Who would that be? Uh, this is gonna be kind of a long answer, real quick. Okay. So, you know, like here's the thing: is that like when I was born. I wasn't supposed to make it past like three days. I had tubes in my lungs. I was born like two months premature. You know what I'm saying? When I was like five, like, well, I, I probably saw my first murder when I was like three. Mm. My cousin murdered another person when I was four. My mother got shot in front of me when I was five. Like, I grew up in the streets. I grew up like in the crack house, like in the fucking, you know, I, I slept in every homeless shelter. I've slept in the, in, in the, in the city park. I've slept uh, in Civic Center Park I've slept Like in RTD's Like bathroom mm. You know what I'm saying As a mm-hmm. child And like All my whole life Before I told myself I was gonna do it Everyone told me I couldn't Whatever I was I couldn't Couldn't do it For whatever reason Right You know what I'm saying Don't let those people Say you short Whatever you think You could do You couldn't do it You know what I'm saying Despite whatever Background you come from You know what I mean Put all of your time And your passion Into what you believe in And it will pay off But caution to that is this don't let your ambition outweigh your logic you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. it's good to have ambition it's great but if something doesn't seem 
right or it doesn't seem real, it probably ain't. Right. You know what I'm saying? Trust your logic. Trust your intuition. But be realistic with yourself. You're not going to get to Lil Wayne's status in a year just because you're hot in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. But what will it take to get to Lil Wayne's status? Right. Go study Lil Wayne and see what it took him. Because there's a blueprint. It's there already. Mm-hmm. You don't got to reinvent the wheel. All you got to do is find sustainable mechanisms that are already doing what you want to do. Right. You know what I mean? Like if you're a graphic designer, you ain't got to go reinvent it. You just got to go look at the graphic design styles and figure, break it down backwards and go, how did they make that? Where, where, how did they make these right. letters? What were the layers that they made to make this effect? Mm-hmm. It's already there. You didn't invent Pro Tools. You just right. figured out how to use it well. Right, well I mean, right, not right. Pro Tools. Photoshop, Photoshop yeah. right? Yeah. You just learn how to use it really well. It's the same thing with this game. Learn how to use the game the way it is because you are not going to change the game. But that doesn't mean that you can't use the tools that are already there to make you as hot as you want to be. Right, you know what right, I mean? right. Just study. Take your time. Don't jump into anything that seems too good. Anybody who has a legitimate business is not going to worry if you need to take a couple days to decide it. Right. Mm-hmm. If somebody's money hungry, they're like, no, nah, I need this today. Yeah. That's a, that's a red flag. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, just, just you know, be logical, stay ambitious, and don't let no one tell you you can't do it. That's real. And as far as uh, social media, your website, how can people get in touch with you? How can they reach you? Yep. It's, it's really easy. My name is a phonetic play on words. So my real name is Antonio. Mm-hmm. My phonetic name is on, like you turn a light on, like the tone of a key. Like, what up, yo? Antonio.com, at Twitter, Facebook, email, anything. I mean, Google it. You can't can't miss me. I'm literally the only one in the world. Where, where, where? Straight up. Man, we appreciate you coming through, man. It was a long time in the, in the making, but it worked. And that was very dope. Let's give a hand to my man, Antonio. Hey, man, shout out to Life is Dope. Y'all get y'all got nominated for uh, the Justo Award on my website Word. for creating culture. So, you know, it's going to be tough, though, because y'all up against Cold Crush. And, you know, yeah, y'all yeah, love yeah. Cold Crush. So, yeah, shout out to Cold Crush. Hey, that's crazy. Somebody said that we were the audio version of Cold Crush. Who <laughs> said that? My man. Oh, uh, my man. Uh, cornbread with a K, my man. Cornbread with a K, my man. Cool, man. It's Life's Dope Podcast. I'm graffiti. And I'm Davey. We are. This is the sound of regular water droplets. This is the sound of vitamin water droplets. Regular water. Vitamin water. Regular water. Vitamin water. Hey, come on now. Vitamin water. It has vitamins, but also parties. Copyright 2020, Glasso. This is the sound of regular water droplets. This is the sound of vitamin water droplets. Regular water. Vitamin water. Regular water. Vitamin water. Hey, come on now. Vitamin water. It has vitamins, but also parties. Copyright 2020, Glasso.